Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we are here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, more love. We have an amazing guest this week. Gail Lynn is here and whoa, what a story. What a woman, what an incredible human manifested so much going on. She wrote a book called unlocking the ancient secrets to healing why science is looking to the past for the future of medicine. And she also created something called the harmonic egg, which is a device that has healed thousands of people all over this planet. It's a beautiful machine. We're going to learn so much today. Gail Lynn is here and we're going to talk to her in just a second. But first I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click that button that connects us, the follow button, whatever it is. So you know exactly what is going on when someone like Gail Lynn comes on to talk about this incredible device and her story, you get that notification instantly to your whatever you use and tell a friend, tell someone that, you know, that loves these type of podcasts, you know, these people, you know, me, look at the guests, look at the episodes, look what we're doing. Bring them here. Midnightsonearth.com. Okay. One last thing before we talk to Gail, we have to read her bio. So here we go. Gail Lynn was first exposed to sound and light healing while working in the film industry as an executive producer for a movie about Elvis Presley called Protecting the King. When Gail's doctor diagnosed her with severe cardiovascular stress at the young age of 37, caused by an accumulation of stress from two challenging relationships and three successive and extremely competitive careers in the automotive and telecommunications industries. And then as a Hollywood producer, she knew that she had to find a radical solution to her health issues. Extensive research led her into the world of frequency medicine and light and sound technologies. After just a weekend of sessions with a non-invasive sound and light chamber, her heart rate variability medical tests showed the stress on her heart had significantly decreased. Unable to believe it could have been that easy, she continued sessions periodically for three years, during which a lifelong condition of chronic asthma disappeared along with severe migraines that had been plaguing her for 23 years. Determined to help others and open her own healing center in Denver, Colorado, Gail simultaneously sent out to uncover the ancient history and the modern science behind light and sound as healing therapies. Following a series of extraordinary synchronicities, which guided her to combine light and sound technologies with sacred geometry and Tesla mathematics, she developed a revolutionary immersive 
resonance healing chamber called the harmonic egg, which is advancing frequency healing to an unimagined level. And by the grace of the divine, she's here with us today. Hello, Gail Lynn. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Wow. This is incredible. Look, I read your book. I read, which is your life story and how you developed the harmonic egg. And it's incredible because it's not just the story of yourself and the egg. It also breaks down light therapy, sound healing, color healing. There's so much information there. I thought it was really, really good. So what started you on this path you had some health issues but there was something that called to you to begin this whole journey tell me about that so i think it was uh when i was at a c-level executive conference as the you know uh producer and operations manager of a movie company i saw a gentleman get on the stage and he did a presentation about a little boy named david and David's mother was told that he would never talk, he would never walk, he would never grow hair, he would never grow teeth. And as a mother, which I am not, I can imagine the mothers out there would say, you know, no one gets to put any expiration date or limitations on my child. So this mother sought out the sound and light therapy chamber. And at the end of the presentation, a little boy came walking on stage with arm crutches he had hair, he had teeth, he was basically walking and talking. And this little boy was the one diagnosed that wouldn't, it would never happen to him. You could see uh, a soul in his eyes, whereas previously the presentation was showing this boy that was just soulless. It just seemed like there was nothing behind the eyes. And at that moment, just the pieces of the puzzle came together. And I said, you know, you know, I asked a silly question of the inventor. I said, you know, I, I bullied my way up to the front of the stage like I, you know, can do and being as brave as I am. And I said to him, can this help with migraines? What a stupid question. After I saw the miracle, this little boy, because that's what it was plaguing me and everything is just relative. So he said, the body doesn't know disease by name. Right. Coming from corporate America, I thought that was really a stupid answer. Give me a yes or no answer, right? Come on. So, and I thought, well, that's just fooey. Who knows? But I did go try it um, after I finished the Hollywood movie and was, you know, on the verge of a nervous breakdown with a severe cardiovascular stress, as you stated in my bio, um, you know, I'm 37 years old and just was falling apart. And um, 53 this month and feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. Wow. And what you're talking about, though, is that you went to a conference about this light box, which was a precursor to the harmonic. It kind of gave you the inspiration, but you made it way better. And that conference is kind of where you came to the understanding of the that you could heal with sound and light. Right. 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 Because it was for C-level executives. And he was the CEO of this company, you know, that he was running for the, with the sound and light chamber. And I was there as a, you know, C-level executive operations for a movie company. Interesting. Interesting. So synchronicity, divine intervention, something brought you there and you discovered this light box. You saw this light box heal people and you wanted to get it out to the world more somehow. 
Right. And I'm thinking, you know, as an engineer from Detroit, originally, I thought, how could this even work? You know, trying to fit that into my brain, my engineering brain. And then doing, I probably read 300 books if I read one and trying to figure out how does sound and light work and reading Edgar Casey and Royal Rife and Nikola Tesla and Kay Gardner and and then just some of the spiritual gurus like Joe Dispenza and Wayne Dyer and just really on a, a search to try to figure out what is going on. I realized we're vibrational beings of light and sound. So why haven't we been healing with sound and light? I think it's a suppressed invention. Um, I'm sure that there's been many, many, many inventions out there that were sound and light that were just suppressed. But you did do your research and found that throughout history, various cultures, and you talk about this in your book, various cultures have used sound and light specifically. And we're talking all over the world to heal. All over the world. The Aborigines, the yes. Native Americans, the Sumerians, the Greeks, the Egyptians. So I found myself, you know, really longing to go to Egypt and going to Greece. And I've just... I've just uh, returned from Greece again uh, to go to the islands. We were in Santorini a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And just absorbing the energy there. What is happening? What is going on? Um, and I, I feel like I can download information. It's, it's maybe a blessing and a curse, but it comes through. And then I incorporate what I, what I download into the harmonic egg, into the protocols, into the process. And, of course, with our lovely FDA, we don't make any claims or say it's a healing device. But what if, what if the the body, because it's made up of sound and light and healing with sound and light just is magical? I think that is the base medicine. We've just kind of lost that as humans, as we devolved maybe into a more yeah. materialistic experience. As we walked away, we moved away from spiritual thinking, from that understanding collectively, we kind of lost touch with that. But it seems like based on what you're saying and just based on natural common sense that, yes, that would definitely be the case. But the light box, that was your first venture into this world. And you started a company where you were dealing with these light boxes. Now, this is before the harmonic egg, but it did have a similar experience, right? A similar effect on people? Correct, correct. It was a rectangular box. And so I felt like it was a bit more masculine. And so with the harmonic egg being more feminine and with the curvature of it, I found that it's more spiritually, emotionally, physically, and environmentally healing, if you will, where the box was more physically and it tuned into some emotional stuff but it took it to another level. And then with the box, they were using MP3 files, which I've now learned ah. from musicians. They're very cold and clinical. It cuts off the integrity of what the, the frequency and the quality of the music was intended to be, you know, for the convenience of Apple to fit a thousand songs on an iPod, where, you know, now we use uh, music players with DAC technology for the harmonic egg. But the iPod couldn't probably hold more than, you know, 50 songs because of how large the .wav files are. 
Yes, I only listen to 24-bit music myself. I'm a big audio person, especially being a podcast host. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is something we've talked about quite a bit. Those MP3 files, people, they subtract frequencies. They give you enough of the energy to activate the biochemistry, the endorphins, certain things that go along with the musical ride, you could say. But they subtract frequencies, which subtract some of the healing aspects of the music i believe i believe that too and a lot of people will tell me well i'm listening to 528 hertz to work on my dna and it's an mp3 file off of a youtube you know recording on some cheap speakers and i thought are you really getting 528 hertz and sometimes it's mind over matter and i think there's a placebo effect so if they do have a um a a healing effect that's awesome because they've set that intention, that's what they're going to get out of it. And we're powerful beings, so we can manifest things like this. Right. But when you do have that pure waveform, even analog is better than digital. But digital technology has come a long way. Fidelity. There's something about fidelity that heals you. And that's why what is given to the masses as far as music for consumption is overall low fidelity because they want people to be addicted to the reactions that the music creates, but they don't want people to be healed by the frequencies themselves. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And I also have learned over the years from so many different gurus um, that you can pick up people's illness or their um, medical conditions through listening to their music. If you're on that same, same waveform. And so me, that blew my mind. And so what I always wanted to create was a piece of technology that could do no harm. So we're using wood inside, no crystals, nothing that can hold information or energy that can be passed along to another client. So wood doesn't hold information or energy. So you get this pure spiritual experience immersed in an egg where life comes from. And you're reclined in a a chair, a recliner chair, zero gravity, which is your feet at the level of your heart or above, which takes all the pressure off. So you feel very floaty. Um, People have claimed to go out of body. And sometimes I felt like I was floating, but I knew if I opened my eyes, I probably wasn't. (laughs) But you felt weightless, like zero gravity, spiritual. Zero gravity, very weightless, very beautiful. And I like the fact that it's, your own healing. There is no one size fits all. There's a lot of modalities out there. There's a lot of group healing. And a lot of the empaths out there will agree that when you go to a group healing and people are releasing all over the place, all their junk, you can be picking it up. So when you leave there, you've got to clear all that stuff, plus get into your own healing space. So I like the harmonic egg healing space for me and for a lot of my clients, that it's your own unique ability and your own unique experience Um, to be in there and spend time with source energy or God or whatever word you use. And we have 40 minutes of music, then 10 minutes of silence. There's a lot to be said about sitting in silence for a little bit. That's where I get a lot of my downloads. I get a lot of the communications with source energy or the universal wisdom sitting in silence. And it also allows your body, just like as if you do yoga, you have Shavasana. You have to let the body integrate. And what I understand is when chiropractors were trained, uh, there's a book by, I think it's AJ Still, 
And he talks about letting the body rest. So a lot of the the joints and the the franchise chiropractic places, it's crack, crack, pop, pop, get out the door and you're done. It doesn't hold because you didn't really let the nervous system integrate it. So we have that 10 minutes of integration. And then we have five to seven days that we allow, we tell the clients, please allow that time to integrate the session. Don't just go run into the acupuncturist and the massage therapist and another modality and Tesla lights and the bio mat and the beamer mat. We have all these beautiful technologies, but they need to be respected and they need to be integrated properly. Absolutely. Integration is so huge. But I want to talk about how you journeyed from the light box to the harmonic egg, because when you were working with the light box and your business partner at the time, you noticed it was healing people. It cured your asthma and other issues that you had. And then you even learned Claire audience, which we're going to talk about. But there was something that led from the light box to the harmonic egg. And you started to receive messages about how to improve that. Tell me about that and tell me about how the harmonic egg was born. So this um, gentleman that I was working with, uh, can we go out there? Can we go woo woo on here? Uh, we are woo woo. This is what okay, we do. Good, this good. Is the yeah, most... I don't know how woo woo we can get. Actually, I'm going to tell you something right now. There is no other podcast out there that goes as far out in those realms as we do. Just FYI, we're the top wow. of the tier. We're the peak. We're as far as we, they go. So here we go. Here we go. Here's the story. This gentleman and I were probably in Lemuria together. We were in Atlantis together. He was part of the fall of Atlantis. He did a lot of very not so nice things. And it was his karmic duty to turn this technology over to the divine feminine in this lifetime. You're talking about Fred, your business partner at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Names are being protected. So, um, so I tried to bring him along on the journey with me because I really wanted to. And, And to this day, I love him. I respect him. I, you know, there's, there's no animosity with me because it was a karmic thing that we had a contract to do. So, and when I came into this world, my birth chart shows that I had the contract with the Ascended Masters to do this type of work. I have a stellium and Scorpio. My chart is very crazy. It's uh, it's very much um, a shaman and a private investigator and a, and a healer. And so this came through where it was his opportunity to turn this over to the divine feminine. And of course, he didn't want to. Very stubborn, um, very gifted, very amazing, amazing healer. Um, but when you play with the dark energies and you have gifts that have been given to you from universe, from source, from God, uh, you tend to lose them. And so that's kind of what I saw happening. And I had to get away from his energy. He was very much psychically attacking me, um, tuned into my uh, crown chakra, trying to download the um, the egg came up with kind of a half-baked idea around it um, with 360 degrees of healing, but not quite the egg. So I spent a lot of months, a lot of years um, clearing the psychic attacks. And finally, I just decided I had to go out on my own and do this. And so when I filed the patent, I remember telling the the eggs, I said, well, um, I'll back up here in a minute, but I said, if you want to have a patent, if you want to be playing in this 3D earth plane and you want a patent, you guys make it happen. And, you know, the patent came through so quickly where people are telling me, 
I filed my patent in 2015 and I still don't have it. And within, I think, two years, the patent was approved. No problems. Everything was was kosher. But I was having issues with the last part of the design. And I couldn't really figure it out. I kept seeing the egg. And I have a CAD drafting background. So I was able to draft it. My little drafting tools, top view, side view, you know, bottom view. And the last part just wasn't coming through. And so my guides were quite funny. Uh, I got into a really bad car accident. And I remember what was happening was I saw them saying, okay, she's not getting it. We have to blast her to another level. So we're just going to kind of do it right now. And that's a 60 mile an hour girl ran a red light broadside of me, spun around the intersection. And I remember somebody opening up the passenger door, they couldn't get into the driver's side door. And at that moment, I knew everybody. I knew everything. It was about 15 minutes. That felt like two minutes. And the guy, I I remember telling the guy, oh, it's so nice to see you. He said, I don't know you, but here's my number. I have to go. I can be a witness. It was not your fault. And I was like, so good to see you. And I think he thought I was just crazy. But at that moment, I knew everybody and everything. It was so beautiful. I didn't see that it was not like a near-death experience with the light, but I knew everything. You must have kind of shifted to a higher consciousness, which connected to all living things for that moment. Absolutely. And so it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. And the last piece came in and came through. So then I was able to create the rest. Now, the funny thing is, it was a insurance company called me up and said, we have to do a settlement for you. I said, no, 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 I'm not suing anybody. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not that way. Oh, no, no, because our driver was at fault. We have to give you a settlement. And the settlement was the exact amount of money that it took me to create the prototype. Whoa. Wow. So you had to take a tackle, which you, of course, outline in your book that's, horrible car crash, but strangely through some multidimensional means that money showed up for you. It was that method, I guess you signed up for before this life to get that money at that time. It's all very strange. Very strange. And now, you know, my, my life is stranger than fiction. So it's quite funny. And so it was quite comical. And I remember the police officer, I was just right across the street from my center. And I said, Oh my gosh, I have to get into my light box. And he's like, I think you need to go to the hospital. I said, no, no, no. I need to get into the box. And he said, no, no, no. You have to go to the hospital. I said, no, no, no. So he said, let me walk you to your office. Cause it was just across the street. So he walked me across the street. I got to my office. There were some of my clients were waiting already to go into the box and I had a full day. And I said, I got to get in because I re- I know that if I can hit this trauma before it has time to really program into my cell memory, then my body won't remember it. So a lot of people with this type of accident have had traumatic brain injuries. They're injured for life. Um, it was a pretty major crash. So my two o'clock uh, client canceled. I jumped in and I recovered brilliantly. <sighs> yeah. So tell me, what was that missing piece, if you can, that you were able to download that time during the accident? The missing piece was the music. I had the wood, I had the shape, I had the type of music, 
but I was I was thinking more on frequencies. Solfeggio suite, 528, blah, 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 blah. But what they showed me was that the egg vibrates at, right currently it's at 1400 hertz by itself because the more eggs that are going on the planet, the more they're raising their own uh, vibrations through a conscious technology. And so it's a self-organizing system in a conscious technology. So the more that are on the planet and on the land and connected to themselves, then they're raising their frequency and their hertz. So why would I put 528 hertz into something that's going to grow to be maybe up to maybe 2000 hertz? We don't know. It's at 1400 hertz now. And so I then all of a sudden came across a book by Kay Gardner, Sounding the Inner Landscape. And she explains how this waveforms of instruments can help the organs, the systems, the chakras. So I started studying that. Flute music with the flute, very simple waveform, was is really affecting the liver with orange light inside the harmonic egg. We did live blood analysis with drumming music. It was um, showing that there was more white blood cells after the music. Um, the piano music with the heart rate variability and resetting the autonomic nervous system. It was so, it just was like a light bulb went off and it was exactly what was needed. Wow. But then you ran into a few more hurdles because you had this vision, but you had engineers and other designers telling you it couldn't be done. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that, um, that was building the light box, I called him up and I said, blah, blah, blah. This is what I want to do. He said, it can't be done. Right. And I remember saying to him, I said, you know what? Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. Which is and true. I remember him saying, well, you're not Walt Disney. And so just kind of comical. And I said, you know what? So my friend Wayman, who is basically the consciousness of Tesla, he's constantly coming up with things with free energy, free electricity, winding armatures, water, free electricity using water, wind. He's brilliant. And so he walked into the center and I said, you know what? I need to do this. And he said, well, let me do it for you. I said, can you do this? He goes, well, well, let's try. And so through a lot of trial and error, and he would be in there all night long. I would come in in the morning and I'm like, it's not right. He said, why is it not right? I said, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. So he'd start over again about a year later um, after a lot of different iterations of it and a lot of stuff in the dumpster. Um, it was finally felt right. And a lot of people still said, why is it a hexagon platform, Gail? I said, I don't know. I know now that, you know, in the center of a hexagon is a portal and the hexagon shape is so magical and sacred geometry. But at the time I knew what I knew. And that was where some of the clairsentience came in and some of the clairs came in. And so, uh, but yeah, Wayman is the one that was able to take my vision and make it a prototype reality. It was, it was ugly. It looked like it was going to fall down, but it was we were able to prove the concept. I love that. That's one of the best parts of the book is that it was truly consciousness, mind, will over matter and it attracted everything you needed, like your friend Wayman. And then once you had it down, then you showed it to the engineers who then said yeah. they could replicate it. I said, I, I have it here. I said, we made it a reality. I have it here. And they're like, there's no way you did this. And they, they, they were in Kansas. So they drove all the way to Denver 
and just to see it. And then he did a FaceTime with his son. He was like, look at this, look at this, look at this curve, look at this angle, look at this, we can improve this, we can do that. And, uh, you know, Wayman was pretty, um, you know, feeling like he was pretty much big dick in, if you will. <laughs> he manifested, he did it. He tapped into source and brought it into the third it. dimension. Wow. And then, okay. And I do want to point out again that you're saying that there are parts that you channeled, that you intuited, that just came to you. You didn't understand why it was happening that way, but you knew you had to follow it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I knew that it had to be a smooth inside. I knew that it had to have the Tesla mathematics. So we made sure there was a three, a six and a nine somewhere. Um, I knew it had to be wood, so it didn't hold any information or energy to be passed along to other um, other clients. I knew that if it had any kind of 90 degree angles or angular things, then entities could store in that in that space and they needed to be cleared. So with the spiral and the smoothness, it's energetically self-cleaning. Um, that's not to say that you don't clean the room because rooms have angles, but I would, um, you know, kind of tune into the Hattors and the Egyptian uh, type energies and the Greek energies and the Sumerian energies. And we would have clients come in and say, there's Arcturian energy here. There's Palladian energy here. There's Syrian energy here. There's Andromedan energy here. And some of the channelers and healers that came in said that these are the doctors and the physicians from different gal uh, galactic places that are here almost doing psychic surgeries, almost doing um, the healing work for us. And every once in a while, they would come into a situation where they didn't understand. So they'd have to call the chief of staff in and bring that, bring that healer down. And then they would say, okay, do this, this, and this. I had a guy come into the center and he said, oh, I opened my eyes and there were some beings working. They opened up my chest and they were working on me. Now, I'm an engineer from a blue collar environment from Detroit. So right. I'm like, okay. So he came back. Oh gosh. A couple months later, this was Thanksgiving day. And then he came back in February and he says, Hey, I just want to thank you for saving my life. He said, um, after the session, I had a heart attack. And I'm like, what? Um, you had a heart attack after the session. He goes, That's good. yeah, that doesn't sound very life-saving. Right. I was like, well, so you're thanking me for that. He goes, no. First of all, there was cloud cover and I couldn't get airlifted. So he said, basically, I should have died twice. And because of the session, whatever work they did on me, I didn't die. But he said, I should have died. So it like preserved him, you could say. Somehow that yeah, energy, and, that and coding. I, under, I can't claim to understand it. And, you know, sometimes it's it will scare people because they don't, things they don't understand, but it's beautiful my sister was in there and she said, you know, there was something there, but it was comfortable. It was comforting. It was beautiful. It was angelic. So there's so many things that we can't understand and that we can't explain, but there's no need to fear them. Right. We just haven't grasped it yet. We're, we're, we, we will eventually we as we yet. evolve, as we become more intelligent and loving and finally unite as a human species, we'll get that information. But when it's there, just acknowledge it, love it, just be, be it. Do you feel like this is a universal technology? Like throughout the universe, there's beings using this type of technology to heal. Like this is almost like the universal modality of healing, you could say. 
So I do because I had, uh, it's very galactic. It came from what I understand uh, my, my teachers from planet Sirius B and the Syrians are very gentle and very powerful where the Palladians are still somewhat warlike. So every galactic being and a galactic uh, ethnicity, if you will, has a different um, energy. And so one of my friends came in and it was funny. I've known him for years and years and years. And I was in the egg. I had blue light on the bottom, purple light on the top. And I was listening to a piece that was very calming. Most of them are very calming. And I felt my Syrian ancestors and I cried because I had missed them. And then I cried because I was happy. So there was a sad and a happy cry where I missed them, but it was nice to reconnect with them. And they showed me a picture of Douglas. And I thought, Douglas, is he Syrian? So I call him up. He's probably in his 80s now. I call him up. I haven't talked to him for four years. My first question to him, are you Syrian? <laughs> He's either going to hang up on me or he was going to be receptive to it. Right. So he says, and as a matter of fact, I am. Why do you ask? And I said, can you come in and experience this technology and tell me what you feel? And he said, sure. So he came, he, he didn't want to lean back in the chair because he said, I used to fly these things. So I want to sit up because this is how I flew them when, when I was out there in outer space. And he said, as a matter of fact, you were the master geneticist on my ship. And if I just had one cell left, you could bring me back. He said, I'd get blown up all the time and you'd bring me back. And I thought, this guy, okay, blue collar engineer from Detroit. And he's telling me this. And he said, this was the most divine feminine, peaceful energy. And now he lived with the Bushmen. He's done breatharian diets. He's very spiritual. And he said he felt them just touching him and and just caressing him and just so loving. He said it was the most loving divine feminine experience he's ever had. Wow. And there are so many success stories that you outlined in your book of people that have had not just experiences with extraterrestrials or their galactic family, but other spiritual experiences and physical healing experiences. Yeah, 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 because our bodies are amazing. Our bodies have an innate ability to heal. We are a fine-tuned machine when we're in the right environment. When we're in the environment of stress and we're living in fight or flight and you know we're manifesting diseases like crazy and our polluted food and everything like that, we don't have the opportunity to heal. But when we're in the right environment, the body doesn't know disease by name. It's just an imbalance. Wow. And that imbalance can almost auto-correct in the right environment, you're saying. I think just about anything can. There's always an exception. But we've had people with a, like an Epstein-Barr virus, and she used to be a runner, and she, this is in the book. And she couldn't even walk to the mailbox. And she definitely couldn't get pregnant. So she comes in and we, you know, there's a several things that were going on. She had a root canal done on a tooth and we know the meridian lines of our body. So I was able to identify which tooth it was done on. And I was able to identify some symptoms she was having that were associated with that meridian. 
So we worked on her. We did some antivirals. We did some sound and light therapy. Um, I believe in silver as a supplement. I believe in some supplements, but we also have to be very careful what supplements we take because our vibration of our body needs to match the vibration of the supplement. So you can say one supplement doesn't work, but that might be your vibration is so low and it's high or vice versa. It's a you know low vibration supplement and your vibration, your vibration is high. So I put her on a supplement of silver and she was running again. She now has a baby. She, I mean, she was basically giving up on life. And so that kept me going. A lot of the stuff I thought, you know, I'm not a healer. Uh, I didn't sign up for this. I literally tried to not do this. And, you know, basically every door that I tried to open was closed shut with a brick wall until I opened this door. And so in my very stubborn Scorpio ways, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not doing it. I am not going to do it. And the universe won. I lost, but I had to go through bankruptcy. I had to go through the car accident. I had to lose everything like a bad country song. I lost my dog, my house, my job. You know, I just played that song backwards and get it all back. But this is the thing, like, you know, we can't, well, we can, it's miserable though, um, avoid our destiny. Right, right, because that is why we're here. We chose to be here for a specific purpose. That destiny is what you signed on for as a human. Yeah. Well, spiritual energy plays a big part of this. So I wanna tell people that don't really know or have a concept of this, what is spiritual energy and how does it work? That's a great question because it's invisible, right? Right, yes, it's energy. So, so for me, the spiritual energy is, I was talking to somebody yesterday about channeling. I said, it's when you know that you know something, but you don't know how you know it, you just know it. And it's kind of channeled information. So to me, that's very spiritual. It's very spiritual to me when I can walk into a grocery store and the cashier asks me for a hug because my energy is so bright and glowing and I'm very open and receptive and very loving. And I'm not 100% like that. Of course, I have my own flaws. But I feel like the more sessions I do in the egg, the more layers of the onion are peeled back. The more I see, third eye, see, the more... I'm tuned into the universal wisdom. And so the more I know that we are all connected, we are all one. And what one experiences, we all experience. So we want less suffering. We want more love. We want less fear because that community, that um, the social, everything that's happened and happening to the society in our communities, it's happening to all of us. Yes. So I find myself be very giving. Um, the more I donate to, like we had the Marshall fires here, which were very devastating. And so I didn't want to donate to the Colorado fund for the Marshall fires because I know that money wasn't going to go to the people. So I just searched GoFundMe pages and I just picked some families that I just, they would just pop up and I would just donate mm -hmm. to them. We had um, an egg center or we have an egg center in Louisville, Colorado. It didn't get touched. Wow. Sacred geometry, nature and sacred geometry play well together. So we had um, we have a center in Fort Myers. Hurricanes didn't touch it. We have a center in Maui. It wasn't touched. We have a center um, in the Louisville. Fires didn't touch it. 
we have a center that uh, was a tornado had gone through that parking lot, leveled one building in uh, Garland, Texas, didn't touch the building with the egg in it. So something's going on that is invisible and spiritual that we don't understand. And so spiritual to me is just, it's the unknown, the unseen. Um, it's the, the knowing that we we don't even know how we know. Right. And we are living light. We're in a vehicle. We're in a physical matter-based vehicle, but our true selves, the true you is that living light. And some people, some cultures use words like chi or prana or things like that to describe this spiritual energy. And the harmonic egg works with that specific type of energy, correct? Correct. Can you tell me about that more? So I believe that we have Eastern medicine and Western medicine, and I, you know, I have theories as to why, you know, we went the Western medicine route versus the Eastern medicine route and different places in the world. But we use what Edgar Casey says, if we could bring together the spiritual forces of sound and the spiritual forces of light, it would be a great modality for the future. And he said this in the 1940s. And then you see people like Royal Rife who used frequencies and Tesla and Einstein, you know, who said um, that frequency medicine would be the medicine of the future. And so because we're using a resonant chamber and we have sound and light inside there, we're really, really just combining them both. And we're not letting the frequencies leave and just dissipate into the ether of a room. We're keeping them bound in a sacred geometric golden ratio designed chamber. So you're getting that, I always say the and you're getting all that right into your body and it's interacting with your energy field. So it's able to find those places that aren't quite right and bring them back into balance. So do you use specific sounds and color treatments for specific ailments or is it more of a general type treatment? It is. uh, We have protocols that are specifically for specific conditions um, because we don't make any claims, but we have found that with Parkinson's um, drumming with green and yellow lights seem to detox the heavy metal lows that's causing the neurological tremors. And so to me, it became common sense and people just laugh. And I was like, don't, doesn't everybody see this? So when I listen to a piece of music now, I can see the colors in the piece of music and we do panning. So when we do the compositions, we do this panning. So you can kind of hear it left to right, left to right. You hear it above, you hear it in front of you, you hear it where you need to hear it and your body absorbs it where your body needs to absorb it. Wow. Wow, that's incredible that you that you created this. Again, this is through channeling, through intuition, synchronicities, divine assistance, the galactic family helping to design this. And you also had the egg tested by shamans and other highly sensitive people. Can you tell us about that? Sure, sure. And I can't take any credit for it. I mean, it just came through me. And I have had people tell me, oh, this was my idea. Yeah. I had this idea. I said, okay, but you didn't do anything with it. Right. I was just crazy enough to do something with it. And so it's quite funny because I could hear them in there with paper, flipping paper, and you hear a tape measure. And they're in there trying to measure everything. I'm just laughing. It's, it's, you know, people say, 
oh, I could have done this, but they didn't. So it's kind of, it's quite comical because you know, as well as a lot of your listeners, how hard it is to run your own business. And I always say, how, how long does it take for the average person to start a business? Sometimes it's forever. The average person doesn't start a business. Exactly. So there you go. So shamans, healers, um, Reiki practitioners, um, plant medicine uh, type people. Um, a lady who um, has a, a plant named Pixie was one of our testers. And she um, asks Pixie to play music for people. So she hooks, you know, up the, the electrodes and, you know, and, and Pixie plays music for people and, and helps to people to heal. She was one of our testers. We had a DO doctor that was a tester, an acupuncturist that was a tester. And so I would put them into the egg and I would say, um, okay, let's do two days in a row. And they're like, oh, that was too much. That was a little bit much. Let's do, uh, you know, one day and then let's skip a day and do another day. And they said, no, that was still too much. Need more integration time. Um, so that's how we came up with five to seven days to integrate and 40 minutes of music, 10 minutes of silence. That's really, it was just a lot of trial and error and putting people in and saying, was this too much? Was it, you know, because there is no one size all, right? the one size fits all, everybody is going to be different, but this is what the general protocol is. 40 minutes of music, 10 minutes of silence, five to seven days to integrate. So essentially you were able to kind of like tune it or kind of adjust it based on the feedback that you got from these highly sensitive right. people. And they would say it felt like a cocoon. It felt like divine love. It felt very feminine. It felt very um, uh, like spaceshipy where they would, that's even a word spaceshipy. I'm going to, I'm going to put that on Wikipedia now. Just kidding. Cosmic. Where they just felt like they blasted off. You know, I had a I had a healer who um I didn't meet her, but she went to one of the centers and she said, Oh, everybody asks me to try their little toys, their little technologies. And they, you know, and I go in and I try it, but she said, you know, she hasn't been impressed. So the lady was cracking me up. Uh she said, so when they opened the door after the session, she said the lady's hair was all disheveled. She said, as soon as the door closed, she said she blasted off up some kind of a elevator. It opened up. There was all kinds of galactic things going on and blasted back down. And she said it was quite the ride. Wow. <laughs> so people's experiences kind of vary, but all yeah. very, very positive. Some people will say nothing happened. Really? And then I'll ask their partner. And they'll say, oh my gosh, something happened. They're so different. But some people just aren't tuned in with their with their body. And so they said, yeah, it was nice. I relaxed. I maybe fell asleep, but nothing happened. Mm -hmm. I had a nurse tell me that one time. And then after my after she came to me, she went to her chiropractor. And the chiropractor said, what did you just do? And she said, I just did this crazy egg thing. And he said, your body was so easy to manipulate it just popped right into place. It was brilliant. So she came back and she said, okay, I didn't think it did anything, but I was told it, it did. My body was much different to adjust than prior adjustments. So a lot of times you don't, if you don't feel into the subtleties of it, you could think nothing happened, but what does it feel like when your liver enzymes are normalizing? Who knows? Probably, and probably nothing. Yeah. And if you're not an energy sensitive person, or at least you're learning to be, perhaps you can't tap into that kind of energetic alignment that happens within the egg. 
Right. I have a virtual assistant in the Philippines and she got sick. And I said, can I do a remote session on you? And she was like, oh, I can't afford it. I said, no, 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 it's my treat. And she said, OMG, how could this be that I, I was so sick? I had a fever. I've been fighting it for days. I wake up the next morning. My throat's not sore. I'm not coughing. I feel great. My energy's back. And you put my picture in the egg. I said, everything's energy. She's 25. She's so cute. Um, everything's energy. So why can't, when we believe that, you know, when we're Christian, we can pray for somebody and that energy can help them to heal. Well, that's the same thing, right? Absolutely. And that's sound, that's thought, that's, there, there's a tangible energy exchange when prayer healing or any kind of meditative healing happens in that way. Yeah. And then we do animals. So I, I put my horse in there, my horse's photo. Of I, I, was gonna, wait, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> that's a big egg. That's a big egg. Um, and she loves it. I can go out when she's in session and she's licking and chewing, which means she's very relaxed. I've had her boarded at a facility. She now lives on my property with me, but she was boarded at a facility with 75 horses. And when everybody would get all up in their, you know, fire flight method, she's just walking around looking at what, what's up with you guys. I was able to balance her nervous system and keep her out of fight or flight. One day I went there and she had a big cyst or some kind of a tumor on her chest. And I thought, what, what is this? It was probably one inch by two inches and I could feel it. It was hard. And I thought, uh Oh, I don't know what this is. I put her in a session the next day, literally the skin was sagging, but no, nothing hard was in there. And by the third day, her body had just reabsorbed the skin and it was gone. And I have pictures day one, two, and three, like wow. what the hell? And so I talked to this doctor and I said, why does it feel like children and animals heal so fast and the adults, they take a long time. And he was kind of a, a jerk, kind of a doctor. And what he said to me, he said, Gail, children and animals only know love. If we only knew love, we could heal so fast. And I thought, Am I really talking to this doctor that I think is kind of a jerk? And so it's almost like he channeled that for me to hear on that day. He passed away shortly after that. And I thought it's true because animals and children only know love and they heal so fast. I think it's the blockages, the traumas, the environment, okay. the, what we see in our daily lives, the inundation of negativity through media, through politics, all of these things can it's almost like a shell. It like hardens around us. That, and if we're not conscious of it, if we're not aware it's even there, things aren't going to come through. I, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like that could be the case. I think you're right. You know, when I was at the airport, when we were coming home, let's say where we just went to Detroit. Um, and when I was coming home and, and the bag, you know, the, where the little conveyor belt, the bag stopped dropping. I said, well, that's it. They lost our bags. You know, I was just kind of kidding. Right. And one lady, she said, it's just baggage. And I thought, wait a minute, that term baggage, and we're carrying around this baggage emotionally and physically. And I just laughed so hard inside. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so funny. It's baggage. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the human experience, the emotions, the memories, 
the traumas, how they still affect us years after that happens. It's all really strange. It's yeah. almost quantum in a way. And it's hard. We don't have mechanisms, I believe, in our Western society and culture to institute things like forgiveness, like that Hawaiian concept of absolute, oh, oh, no, oh, no. yes, absolute forgiveness. We don't have that integrated into our societal paradigms. That's like not normal. You have to learn that. That's not taught right, to you right. from day one as it should be. It should be. And that's why I think the egg has a beautiful way of pulling that out of you. I have a lot of um, military veterans that come in and they said, I don't know what happened, but I had this salty, wet substance that fell down my face. And they said, I don't know what happened, but I don't feel like the monkeys on my back anymore. I don't feel um, like all that heavy load. I feel lighter. And I had one uh, Marine guy came in and he was so cute, very Christian. And he said, I always talk to God, but in there, God talked back to me. Wow. And he started crying and I didn't know what to do because it's a big burly guy. Do I hug him? Do I just punch him in the, you know, in the shoulder and go, good job, dude. You know, so I hugged him, but he was crying. And he said, you know, God spoke back to me for the first time. Wow. That's incredible because it does open you up in some way to something bigger than yourself. And a lot of people haven't fully connected with that yet. Right. And that's why I created the brand attributes of my first brand attribute for my company is love and then integrity, reliability, and community. And my guides kind of led me to create a more of a 508C1A kind of PMA structure as a, as a faith-based nonprofit. And I donated all the patents to that nonprofit faith-based organization uh, as a just a layer of protection. But it's just really interesting how you know, you just get these downloads and things just flow. Yes, because they're meant to happen in that way. So when you opened up the center in 2010, that's when the harmonic egg was first debuted to the world, correct? No, that was the light box. Okay. Um, 2010 and then 2016 is when the harmonic egg started coming through when many clients were saying, you know, I don't like the energy in this box. It feels like the last person that was in here left something. And I was like, okay, that's weird. What's that about? They would say that there was distortion from the music because they were laying on a four inch foam pad. Some people who were heavy said, I can't lay flat on my back for an hour. It's just too much. So, you know, I'm like, okay, what if we put them in a recliner? Um, you know, so there was just a lot of stuff that clients would say to me and I would say, how can we fix that? I'm a problem solver. So tell me a problem and I want to solve it, which gets me in trouble with some of my friends because they just want me to listen to them, not solve their problems. And so, yeah, then I thought, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this and we can improve this. We can improve this. And it just started coming together in pieces. So 2016 is when the harmonic yes. egg was debuted to the world. It's really not that long ago. No. Mm -mm. And we have now 130 or so centers in 10 countries. How people even found out about it is beyond me. But people would say, I just, it was strange. I did a Google search and it popped up. Or they would say, I was on, I was on Gaia TV with Regina Meredith on Open Minds. And they said, oh, your interview popped up. I said, I did that in 2019 and it aired in 2020. How did it just pop up in your feed? And they said, we don't know. It just did. 
Interesting. So since 2016, have you made improvements or changes to your original design? Not really. So it's the same dimensions, the same lights that are mercury, mer- that don't have off gas any mercury, LED, you know, mercury uh, free lights, the same speakers on the side, a subwoofer under the chair, amplifier on the outside, music player. We, Im- we have improved the music because as the planet changes, as the clients and the people change, then the egg changes and music that used to resonate in there doesn't resonate anymore. So when it was that 963 Hertz, there was music that was great, but now we're at 1400 Hertz. So the eggs keep asking me, oh, we need new music. So the new music that's coming through now is trying to find something that works with bees and uh, instruments. Like we've kind of come down to trumpet and drumming can help hydrate the body. So, and then I'm working with a Peruvian musician because now that we have a few eggs in Peru, I want to bring the native instruments of Peru into the egg. So I try to grab the cultural music from the places that we have eggs on the land there. To really resonate with the people there more in those regions. Right, right. And there's going to be past lives that people in the United States had, you know, in Peru or with that kind of culture. So they're going to also be able to have past life experiences, release some past life trauma. So there's a book called soul speak by Julia Cannon, who's Dolores Cannon's daughter. And she writes a beautiful book, um, really talking about how the body works medically. And so if you have hearing problems, what don't you want to hear? You have, you know, seeing problems. What don't you want to see? looking at you have neck problems. So what is the neck used for to, you know, kind of look around and see different perspectives. So what don't, what perspectives aren't you wanting to turn your head to see? And so when she, when she wrote that book and I read it, I thought, oh my gosh, my asthma seemed to have come from a past life where I drowned because I used to have a reoccurring nightmare where I would fall underneath the ice and I couldn't find my way back up and I would drown. And it was, I had this dream probably hundreds of times until I didn't have it anymore, but that's also when the asthma went away. So did I clear a past life experience that created the asthma because our DNA doesn't know the difference between that lifetime and this lifetime, it's our DNA. So if it came over in the DNA and she says you can either have drowned or strangled, your head was cut off. Something to do with that can create an asthma from a past life that you had. Wow. And you were able to clear that with the egg, you're saying? Yes. Wow. That was with the old light box. That cleared or the light box. The egg even. Even. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the light box still is out there in the world, but you feel like the harmonic egg is a dramatic improvement. It is a dramatic improvement, but it will still work for people. The, the issue was um, there was some greed going on in the, the business. And so when you when I did um, like a, a profit and loss, I was like, if I want this to be for the masses and not the classes, the price has to be reasonable for people to run a business and be able to get a return on investment. But his original price on the light box was two hundred and fifty thousand. Right, and I'm I'm well under a hundred thousand for an egg because this is what we wanted to have. It's so it's available for the masses of people. I think it was a download from the universe 
not for greed and not for to keep it for only certain people, but to have it for the planet, uh, the people on the planet for healing. And so we recently made a few improvements and we have another, you know, design that has a different door design to ha- make it more easily uh, accessible for handicapped people on wheelchairs. But there's really been no other design improvements that change the sacred geometry or the dimensions or the in- the big intention. Wow. I'm really excited because I live in Portland, Oregon, and there are two harmonic egg centers within five miles of where I am right now. So I'm going to be visiting my local harmonic egg center very, very soon. I'm highly intrigued. Now the harmonic egg, it does affect physical ailments and it does affect mental ailments. It's been proven like PTSD. Do you feel like it also can remove energetic attachments like lower frequency beings that may be feeding on your auric field or some of these other attachments and beings that are influencing people that that they don't even realize it. So I do. And it depends on the person because some people, I think if you can stay in a place of love and gratitude, then, you know, these low vibrational attachments, they don't like that energy. They're not going to stay there. But if you go in and, you know, I've had people tell me that they felt it go, you know, down their body and release. And then all of a sudden their, their chest just jumped and something jumped out of it. And it is true that people will release this stuff because they don't want to be, the entities don't want to be in that body. So they jump out, if you will. But if you go back out into the world and you live in fear and you're watching the news and you are angry and somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're cussing them out, that's going to attract the entities to come right back in because they love that energy. They thrive on that energy. So you have to learn. And it takes a long time to learn because it took me a long time to learn um, to go right back to that high vibe. Yes, we're all human. You're going to get mad if someone cuts you off in traffic. But then you just need to send them love and be like, okay, we don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe they're rushing to the hospital. Maybe they received a call from somebody that was in trouble, maybe to commit suicide, and they were rushing just to help them. We don't know what that why they did that, or they just weren't paying attention. And we all make those mistakes. I've made that mistake and not paying attention. And oh my gosh, I just cut somebody off. I feel so bad. Um, but we have to go back to that place of love and just stay to that high vibe. And it's really hard to get back there. Sometimes Um, you can give yourself 10 minutes to process it, but then you need to move on. You can't stay in that place. You're going to attract entities. So it can get rid of them because the whole energy around the egg, like talking about my brand attributes is love. So there's the the books, um, something about the Middle East or Far East, some temples and healers, like Masters of the Far East, maybe the book series. And they talk about temples that people have walked through and there was never, ever allowed any negativity in that temple. And they walk through and they maybe had an amputated limb or something and it grew back. So either that's just a story or can a temple or a technology that is surrounded by love from every single egg guardian creates such a loving environment that people can heal in it because love heals all. Wow. And so that was part of the inspiration. Yes, it can. I believe. 
I do too. And this lends itself to our next point that I feel like we should talk about, because this is something you touch on in your book, the difference between living a low frequency and a high frequency life. Like we're inundated. There's all of these situations that can drag us down, but we have to, as humans, be conscious and very aware of this. Tell me about this more. So I believe that cancer and herpes and these diseases live in the low vibration. So you look at David Hawkins' work, Power Versus Force, and he has a scale of, you know, anger is, you know, 100 hertz. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the number is. Right. But once you start getting up over 250, you get to 1,000, it's the Christ consciousness. So if you're living in all those low vibration energies, you're attracting disease to you. And there's, there's even mantras. The Gayatri mantra is about gratitude and love. And during COVID, in India, they said that the Gayatri mantra was killing COVID. And everybody thought, oh, they're just crazy, you know, Eastern Indians. They don't know what they're talking about. But when I did the research after I saw the article, uh, we actually created mantras, one being the Gayatri mantra for the egg, because it's getting people out of fear and bringing them back into love and gratitude. And they literally were getting over long COVID. They were going back to work after they were sick from COVID. Something was happening with those tones and those vibrations and those mantras and that chant. So I believe that disease is living at the low vibration, even low alkalinity. We can go into a lot of other physical things that Edgar Casey really focused on. But if you can stay at that high vibration, the Beatles, you know, uh, in the 60s music that I love, um, that's when I felt like there was so much love in music and so much heart in music. And that's the music I still listen to because I don't like to put that other rap music in my in my psyche. I don't watch scary movies with killing. I don't want to put that into my energy field or my mind or anywhere around me. And that's why I'm so annoyed with the all these video games that are realistically showing, you know, you're killing people. It's just terrible. We did, in the 60s, they didn't have that. There was more love and, you know, peace and all that good stuff. But I just feel like people need to stay in a higher vibration. The Ho'opono, like you just spoke about earlier, Ho'oponopono, forgiveness. We actually have a Hawaiian piece of music. I mean, we had a beautiful Hawaiian kahuna named Uncle George who blessed the eggs in Maui. And he said during the time he was blessing the eggs, and he's in his 70s, he said one thing happened that he had only seen one other time in his entire life that there was lightning all over the island with no thunder. And he said, that's usually a, a rebirth and it could be a death. It happened when his aunt passed away, but it happened when he blessed the eggs. So he knew that they were there to create rebirth and help the Hawaiians and the community there. And so he said, I want to do a piece of music about Ho'oponopono. So he spoke, he sang it in Hawaiian and then we have the English translation on the piece you can download with the song notes. And it was the healing, you know, for the harmonic egg with Ho'oponopono. And it sounds, I get chills every time I listen to it. It sounds like a light language, but it's Hawaiian. He's such a beautiful soul. And I felt so honored to be a white Hallie, Hallie um, to the Hawaiians that he would honor something that, you know, that I created and give that gift to us. Wow. 
because he felt it. Like you said, the lightning. I mean, these people know these shamans, these intuitive people that have experience, real experience. They can read these things. They knew he knew how powerful this gift was. Do you feel like it can even elevate your consciousness where you, you expand your, your conscious awareness? Absolutely. When you peel back those layers of the onion and when we've been so hoodwinked over the years to um, have the veil put over us, the veil's lifting for everybody. Yes. You know, whether you do a harmonic egg or not, the veil's lifting for everybody. We're now able to see things we wouldn't have been able to see before. And so uh, we can handle the truth now. <sighs> and so I think it's, it's, it's helping to lift the veil even faster because um, I will be able to tune into people's energies in an elevator, walking past them in a grocery store and, and feel their suffering, but able to transmute it with love. Wow. You can actually influence their auric field as you're saying you're right, trying. Right. That's what we should all be doing as loving humans, as light workers. If we really want that beautiful planet where we're all living together in love with each other, we have to do the work and it shows up differently for different people, but we have to do it. And it seems like it's happening. I mean, that's what I'm seeing with the harmonic egg. I agree hundred percent. And now that we have it on different uh, pieces of land because the egg is choosing their owners, their egg guardians, and it's choosing the land it wants to go on. So one of the um, owners said, I have to have it here in California because I'm on a fault line and the egg wants to be here to help heal the land. Okay. I do sessions with the New Zealand egg. I do sessions with the Peru egg, with uh, Pachimama. And I just put my, I have them put my picture in there so I can connect with the land. So you can do a remote session with anywhere you'd like to connect with land, Ecuador, Peru, New Zealand. We have one, you know, and we have several in the Netherlands, Belgium, UK. You can connect with the land anywhere, even if you want to say, uh, okay, I want to connect with the land in Minnesota. Uh, maybe I want me to, I might want to move there someday. Let me do a remote session in an egg on the land in Minnesota and see what it feels like. You can play with this. It's so fun. It seems like a really advanced technology, obviously coming from somewhere else. And again, you feel like this was part of the reason you're here as a human being, as Gail Lynn, to to bring this into the third dimension. I didn't know that when I was born or when I was all the way up till working in Hollywood. But when I look back now and I, I have to laugh, I'm like, okay, I had to be an engineer. I had to work in international business and telecom. I had to work in Hollywood. I had to have all these experiences that are written in the book. Um, you know, the the whole spiritual experience in Peru, which is stranger than fiction. I had to go through that. I had to be with Elvis Presley's stepbrother to learn the extemporaneous communication that he learned from Elvis. It's so funny how the universe is like, she's going to be here. She's going to meet this person, this, 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 because we have to get her ready for this. I didn't know that. But now I see the whole puzzle coming together. I thought, you know, smack in my head, right? Well, it's the, that, that ethereal toolbox, that universal toolbox. You needed that skill set to manifest this. But were there any other kind of foreshadowing indicators? Did the concept of eggs or anything 
show up in your life as a kid or, or through your years where you can look back like, wow, what is that? Why I kept seeing the egg, like anything like that. Yeah, it wasn't, it's not an egg, but the one that come up, the one thing that came up to share with you and your audience is when I got my horse, she was gifted to me. Okay. And I went out to my friend's place in Kansas. This horse walked up to me. She's actually scared me because she's so big and I never had a horse. And he said, Hmm, that's your horse. Take her home. I'm thinking I live in Colorado in an apartment at the time. I was like, it's not two broke girls. I'm not going to have the horse on the back patio, right? On that show. Um, and so when I got her, she taught me about nonverbal communication. That's when I started working with the autistic community. Uh, wow. I had to learn from her nonverbal communication to be able to support the autistic community. Which was just another step in this whole beautiful puzzle. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I do tell, I will tell you that the egg guardians will tell me whenever the egg enters their influence or their aura, they start seeing eggs everywhere, you know, alabaster eggs here, or, you know, just egg statues or whatever. But I don't, I can't think of anything right now that would lead me to seeing eggs. Well, next time you come on, we'll have to revisit that because right, there's still right. so much about it. Yes, there's still so much to talk about, but our time is running out. But I do want to ask you just a couple more questions. Colors. Now, you, in your book, you say that people that wear black a lot should be careful because of the energetic aspect. Why is that? I wear black all the time. So black is like no color or white is all color. So when um, I see people that wear black a lot, their skin is very... Um, um, leathery that's very you know it's very worn it's not very smooth so it's it's not helping their skin so white being all color black being no no color it's just really not a color that you want to wear all the time so what do you recommend as healing colors that people could wear in their in their wardrobe so it just, it just depends. So I tell people eat the rainbow because you don't want to just wear one color all the time. So a lot of the healers like, Oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, indigo and violet are my colors because of the, the third eye chakra, the crown chakra, we need to have complete balance. So you also have to deal with the reds because you need to work on root chakra. You have to have complete balance. So I have the rainbow of colors in my, on my closet and my wardrobe today, I'm wearing um, a turquoise ring, a purple colored ring. So just the colors you can wear in jewelry. And I noticed with the autistic community and a lot of children, they choose a turquoise or a cyan color that is a high heart energy. And they seem to choose gold. So when children come in, I'll, I'll give them the remote control and say, here, pick your color. They know what they want. They know what they need. And time and time again, they pick the same colors, the, the cyan and the gold. It's very, very peculiar. peculiar. Um, so if people want to work on root chakra, say you have teeth issues, eye issues, anything survival, you're going to want to work with drumming and red light. If you have liver issues, fatty liver, you got a lot of pain here on the right side. A lot of people have fatty liver right now, old, the old keto diet, you know, for craze, um, you know, a lot of anger, holding on to a lot of anger. They're going to want to work with flute, music, and orange light. Um, let's see, heart issues, obviously, bells or string instruments like the heart strings and green. So uh, if you get a lot of headaches, 
Um, I like blues, greens, um, but more blues I like. And if you have a brain tumor, you're going to be want, wanting to work on the uh, third eye chakra. And in the book, I cover this in the back yes. of the book in the appendix. You know, what ailments do you have and what instruments and colors will bring it back into balance? And then the USB music that we have online, they come with song sheets. So it'll tell you it's going to help these organs, these chakras, these systems. And these are the colors intended based on the music from the consciously created music we have. Yes. And that is available on your website, which is harmonic egg.com that's h-a-r-m-o-n-i-c-e-g-g harmonic egg.com you can get the book you can learn more about the harmonic egg you can find a harmonic egg that's near you and yes there's these usb drives that have the same music that's in the harmonic egg and it is gauged and geared towards certain ailments it's all on the website available for you and there's even a children's book little dragon and the giant egg so you can introduce these concepts to your children when they're very young all of this is very very beautiful i want everyone to check this out and before we go gail is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with well we covered a lot I would say that, you know, the biggest takeaway is to spend more time in love. Listen to your body. Uh, we are our own best doctors. We don't need to be going to a doctor and saying, what's wrong with me? What do I take? What do I do? We need to start tuning in in silence to ourselves and say, what's wrong with us? What do we need to do? What do we need to take? And, and being, our, being a self-healer. I think if people spent more time with that um, and not giving away their power, I think we can heal more quickly as a, as a society, a society and as human beings. Yes, because that truly is the base healing modality, self-healing light sound. This is divine healing. This is how healing happens all throughout the universe. So, wow. Thank you so much for being here, Gail. It's been an incredible episode. Thank you so much. It was fun. Please hold through the outro music and everyone check out the website, harmonicag.com. Get the book, which is so cool. Her story and more so much more. Go find a harmonic egg near you. And if you're feeling this, perhaps you should book a session. I know I'm going to check it out. So thank you again. Thank you, everyone. Incredible episode, incredible conversation, and we will see you next week. Midnight on Earth.